Ever since the Velvet Revolution, Prague has been, some would say, inundated with foreigners. I'm one, and my guest today is another one. Karina Korenblum is a Colombian who lives here in Prague. She's worked in the film industry for many years. Now she's a business person and entrepreneur, co-owner of the Café Venue in Old Town. Hi, Karina. Hi, Derek. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Prague Times. A city is much more than just a collection of buildings. It's a location, it's a history, it's a culture, it's ideas and ideals, and a city is also, most importantly, the people in it. This is Prague Times, the podcast that takes a look at the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. With more than a thousand years of history, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the past of Prague, but we'll also talk about the city as it is today, future plans for the city, and much more. It's Prague then, Prague now, and Prague later. And this is Prague Times. So, Karina, how long have you lived here in Prague now? I moved here in 2009, so it's already 11 years that I have been living here. And before this, you didn't come straight from Colombia. I moved to Paris. I started working in Paris for seven years. Then I moved to Berlin, and, well, life and love brought me to Prague. So now I live in Prague. That's lovely. That's lovely. It is, indeed. How does Prague compare to Paris and Berlin? To be honest with you, at the beginning, it was quite a shock. I have to I have to say uh, Prague definitely has uh, I'm not gonna say improve but has changed a lot we can all see it for the last five years I think we can see a big big change in the city yeah 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 I it's, think so it is at the beginning it was quite a shock it was a little bit uh, difficult to adjust it was the, the choices were very limited and like in the shops and like in general i will say i mean culturally speaking prague is is a mecca i will say the theater the museums it goes without saying but when it came to social places when it came to cafes when it came to bars even when it came to breakfast i remember back at the time (laughs) there was not a place where to go and have breakfast because breakfast wasn't a thing i remember i wanted to go for brunch and they say well you will have to go to a hotel and try the the buffet okay I guess I'll have my brunch at home then and actually that really helped it if I if I want to see a positive side because I used to do a lot of uh, brunches at home and I will invite people and that kind of helped me meet people interact get to know a little bit more about their culture and their get a little bit more into the sense of the city the Czech language for many of us myself included is uh, very often a barrier to interacting and understanding. How's your check? Um, I'm not proud of it. I have to say... <laughs> no, but none of us are proud of it. <laughs> I, but I have to say, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely my fault. I tried. I couldn't. <laughs> I use an excuse like I already learned fr- had to learn French. I already have to learn English. I don't think I can even speak in Spanish properly anymore. So I... <laughs> I cut it up there, like I was thinking, and this is really what maybe was a challenge also, that I couldn't speak the language, so I couldn't get submerged in the culture. Mm. 
At the same time, my group of friends, I mean, they were Czech. They are Czech, most of them. Still. <laughs> Still, they didn't change their nationality. But they spoke English and they were very generous and kind to still want to communicate in uh, in English. Which I have to say, when I lived in Berlin, yeah, it was nice, everybody. Even though there are more people speak English than here, people very fast will change to German. Mm-hmm. And they will look at you like, well... If you want to be part of this, speak the language. I have to say Czech people were more generous in mm. that sense. Yeah, so I mean, this that can often be a, a, a barrier. And then you worked in the film industry for I, a long time. I still do. I work in international sales. Sadly, mm-hmm. the, the movie scheme has changed a lot. I love and I work in our house films mm. and the audiences are being reducing more and more uh, I don't think there is so much interest in that kind of films anymore mm. I think the generations are changing now everything has to be fast yeah and get your attention immediately so if you have a slow pace Thai drama where there is only one page of dialogues, yeah, you lost them. You lost most of your audiences there. But yeah, that's true. But it's still my passion, and I still I look at it with a lot of love and good memories. But then you decided to completely change directions and open up a cafe in the old town. What were you thinking? That was again coincidence and a circumstances and a roll up of things that got me to that. Mm-hmm. I've been quite passionate about food for, mm-hmm. for a while. And I wanted to do, to be honest, I wanted to have a backup plan. So I met Victor. He had several businesses. So we start talking about the possibility of doing something together. We were looking at something like a restaurant. We went through many, many ideas. And eventually there was an opportunity of a space in the center and we jump on it because even if you will say there are so many in the center, I think that's when the culture of coffee started in Prague. Now, I believe that uh, most of us will say, I want a good cup of coffee so we know where to go for the coffee. And uh, and also we started to think, well, how about brunch, right? How about having the options of something different for breakfast for your first meal? Right, because it may not it may not have been a Czech thing, but it was certainly a thing for those of us who are not Czech, but who still call this place home. Like, it would be nice to have a brunch. Yeah, it would be nice. To, and also, I think of there is a lot of social involved when it comes to brunch you meet your friends you sit there for a while you enjoy a meal it's the daylight it's not like going to a pub and having a beer it's a completely different experience and i like the idea of having things that goes into the healthy kind of style having options right it's, it's good yeah. to have options i right. i have so, one thing that i really wanted in in my cafe it was having healthy shots so i just start thinking about like what is like some kind of herbs and roots that can make you boost your energy and yeah surprisingly is one of my best sellers is <laughs> having that's crazy yeah, yeah. If you had to boil down the changes we've seen in Prague in the last, let's say, 10 years or even less, I would say that it is in this realm of options. We have more options open to us now. And another thing 
yes, you can have good service in Prague. You know, it became like a personal battle because every time at the beginning you will go to places and you were treated pretty, pretty bad. Well, I will say this. Here's, here's the thing. I think the concept of what constitutes good service was different here. The service that I've encountered here or that I countered back in the day is very similar to what you get in Vienna. People say, oh, it's communism. Eh, communism exacerbated tendencies that were already there. I think it's Habsburg. And the concept of good service is different. I always like to tell people when they come to visit, look, when we go into the restaurant or the pub or the cafe, you're in their house and you have to follow their rules. You don't know what those rules are, but you have to follow them. They're the experts. They're in charge. That's how it is. This concept that the customer is always right is not a concept here at all. Because I think, I, think, I think most Czechs working, say, to even 10 years ago would say, I was giving good service. I leave you alone. Sometimes you will never see me for an hour. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you put it from that point of view, they were doing an excellent service in that case, right? But we are located in the center, so we have a lot of tourists. Sure. And I wanted to have people to come and have like a good impression, right? Start your holidays, right? Or end it or have it in the middle. I keep telling my team, hey, interact. You don't have to ask if they are married or what are they doing, but just at least interact. Who did you vote for? Who did you? Well, yeah, especially don't. But just three more sentences will make a difference, you know, just right. propose something, wish wish a good day. Just mm. simply when they walk in, just say, hi, welcome. It's, it's just a matter of putting people in a different place because I felt that's what I needed when I moved here. So I wanted to give that experience. That's what you missed. That's what I missed. It's just a matter of conception. When you think about Berlin, Berlin, everybody's cool. Yeah. Everything is cool. The service is horrible. They just treat you like they are better than you and you should be happy to be here. You should be happy you got a table here. And that's another approach that I didn't appreciate. So I just wanted to create a space where everybody will be at ease. I mean, problems that are always problems when it comes to service in the restaurant world or cafe world. Or, sure. But it was, I just wanted to create a space where it's already stressful. Let's not make it more, right? Mm -hmm. You know, let's just, let's, let's just try to have fun while we're doing this job. A little oasis in the middle of the chaos, especially of old town. Uh, of course, because you are in old town and people look at you like another ripoff place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a I had experience now with the COVID where we have to close, and I could hear people saying they were so happy all those businesses were closed. Uh, I was just thinking, like, do you realize that there are families behind it? You cannot generalize that all the center is a ripoff. You cannot just do that. Yeah, it's not true. It's not there, true. There are plenty of places in the center. You may have to hunt around for them, but they're there. But yeah, that's I wanted to create a space where to have a little bit at the beginning it was a backup plan ended being a passion but I still love my films and I still work on films every time I, I can on that topic I remember one of the best experiences I had in 2009 here and I realized how great is to have a film festival that is for the people it's not about the red carpet it was such a beautiful experience to to realize that people were queuing and if, if the theater is empty then you can go in and watch a film. 
there's like there is a contrast in this city in this country i guess because for one side they are like cold and reluctant and not so welcoming for the other side they are really taking care of if it's a cultural space everybody can access to it yeah i think i think this is true i mean one of the reasons i like living in europe is is that europe is very humanist and i think in many regards czechs are at the forefront of this humanist trend in europe they're very much people people i agree Now, having said that, there are also sometimes, I know we're saying they as if all Czechs are the same and we understand that they aren't, but they are also kind of traditional. They're kind of set in their ways. Things are quote unquote changing, but we still see some what we might call in the year 2020 outdated or outmoded attitudes. And I, I, I just have to wonder, here you are, you're a foreigner, you're a woman, you don't speak Czech. How has starting up a business and running a business been for you in this culture, in this climate? It was complicated. It was... Needless to say. Needless to say, <laughs> it was um, it was a challenge, especially being a woman. With all the love and respect for my business partners, at the beginning when we were taking vital decisions, they will put it in a way like, hey, we, ha- we are from here, we know what we're doing. You know, I work with men, basically, it's like my all my business partners are men. So there was this touch of um, you just sit there and let us do what we know what to do. And right. it was a real challenge. It was very frustrating. I even thought of walking out of it. for. for so like you had a seat at the table, but you weren't supposed to talk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think they were meaning wrong, but I think it's just engraved, right? It's like we, we're guys. We know how to handle this. We have been here forever. And, you know, this is not my first rodeo. And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. That's my point. I'm bringing a different point of view that is needed. Mm-hmm. And it could be very useful. Anyways, it worked well. And I think if anything, this COVID thing made us, it brought us closer and together because we mm-hmm. learned that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And we have to, everybody has a voice and we have to work it out. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that this virus sweeps through Europe and the world. One of the ways to combat it is to separate, to stay home, to stay two meters apart, to wear masks. And yet there's this interesting thing that in some sectors of the culture, it's having this odd effect of bringing people together in some ways. There's almost a little bit of a, I don't want to say war footing because I think that's the wrong language to use, but there is kind of a, hey, we're all in it together. We're all going through the same experience. We are, and I and I really appreciate the fact my team, they stuck together with us and they were very, you can tell you build something when people are really looking forward to come back. It's yeah. Like, it's not yeah. about the money because then they can just go and find another job. But they were so sad to think that what we've been working so hard is going to disappear. Mm. And that kind of gives you an energy, not only, I mean, of course, financially, you cannot, that's that's a driven, but you feel you want to do it because you are not on it alone. You're a team and you cannot, kind, you cannot disappoint yeah. your team. And again, and you like, you like, I know you've said before, it's more than just a cafe. You're trying to create this experience. It's kind of an intangible experience. It is intangible. It is, we are a 
very small place. We don't have anything out of the world. It's not like we have a, an exposition going on there every day or, or, or ever. Right. But it's just a matter of like, just come and have a good time. Just, right. you know, so how many times you go somewhere and you come back home and then you think, remember those holidays? Oh, and we went to that very nice wine bar or we went to the very nice restaurant. I want that. I want people to have a memory. Not just tourists, but locals as well. And now uh, I know we've talked about this in the past. There's this kind of interesting opportunity right now for locals to go back to the center and sort of re-explore the center because I don't think anybody out there who hasn't been here understands, especially the old town's not terribly big. And when you have a 100,000 tourists at a time in those tiny squares and those narrow streets, I mean, it's shoulder to shoulder. It's overwhelming. It's over. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, a friend, a mutual friend of ours has a joke that uh, from June to September, you can't get on the Charles Bridge unless you show a foreign passport. Now, that's not the case. So there's an opportunity for us to go back and remind ourselves that, hey, you know what, Old Town, and it's kind of awesome. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm realizing now that more and more uh, Czech people, are locals, let's call it locals, are visiting and are coming to the center and are enjoying. Just discover your city, enjoy your city. So, I mean, here's a question. You're not Czech. You don't speak Czech, really. But do you consider yourself a local? Is this your city? Do you feel like a local? I feel as a, <laughs> it's a really tough question because I don't feel I'm a local. I feel I live here. I love it here. I respect the city as much as I can. But I think it will be pretentious for me to consider a local. Mm. I know my city. I know it pretty well, actually. I, I'm very surprised sometimes how I know my way around. Mm-hmm. But I, I will still keep the respect of saying I'm still... I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's a fair answer. We haven't talked about the future. What do you think the future holds for Prague, for the Old Town, for Venue, your cafe, and for you in this city? I hope we are going to have a change of mind. Uh, Not of mind, but I really hope we are going to have a change of attitude towards Mm. the city. who's, Who's we here? Everybody who lives oh. here, we all, all, all locals. In that sense, let me consider myself a local. Okay. I really hope we are going to change our approach, how we treat the city, how we treat sustainability. And, and I really notice it. Like this COVID thing made people more aware, mm. I will say. It's very nice to go out and have people smiling at you. That didn't happen before. And even through the mask, through the face mask, you can see the little eye. I know that person is smiling right. under that. And it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. I really think, I hope this city, the, the government or the people in power are going to take measures to make it more sustainable because this kind of tourism it wasn't doing any good. I don't think it wasn't doing any good. It, it certainly made money, but that was it. That was it. And I don't think that's the kind of uh, image you want to give to your city or that's the kind of advertising you want to give to your country. Of course, there is money, money, money. But 
I don't think that should be the point. I really hope the city is going to be more in that sense. I really like the idea that there is more and more spaces opening. Mm. There is more and more uh, artists expressing their, themselves. I could see I could see a lot of local expression, local artists, local. This uh, Casarna, Carlin, I was impressed. Oh, it's great. I was impressed. Yeah. I was... Just so people know, Casarna, Carlin is an old military barracks, quite large, takes up a whole city block that has been part of it has been turned into an art gallery a cinema which is an outdoor cinema in the summer uh, a pub a beer garden a cafe performance spaces it's it's fantastic it's fantastic but i've been living in prague for 10 years i didn't know because it just opened a, a, what two years ago maybe? Well, yeah and i didn't know so i'm thinking that right now all this stop and think is giving us the chance to look at our city differently and yeah. just stop the rush and try to analyze and what can we do for this city when another in another circumstances like this another malefic event like the COVID-19 comes back how are we going to approach it and I think we all should ask ourselves that question I mean we all hope it's not going to happen again but it might happen so what can we do different mm. and how can we be more alert and helpful I mean you know I'm from San Francisco and it's been said that every San Franciscan is an urban activist because San Franciscans are very involved in their city people show up to council meetings district supervisor meetings they protest. They do all sorts of things on the streets. They're artists and so on. And I see a lot of that here. I mean, you know, there's the annual Experience the City Differently Festival, which is um, last year, I think it was 95 simultaneous street parties all around the city for a day. So oh. streets, you know this, right? Yeah. Streets get closed off. And it's just come and experience this neighborhood, this area. Maybe it's your local neighborhood. Maybe it's you go to a different neighborhood and so on. But there's a lot of this city activism here. Hey, we live here and we love this place and we want it to be better, better, better all the time. And it's not just from on high. It's not top down. It's bottom up as well. This is uh, um, the kids from uh, Las Adelitas. They were doing La Calle Mexicana. Yeah. And it was an amazing... They even had mariachis. And I think the Czech... People at the beginning, they were so they thought they always think, oh, the big sombrero, the playa, Acapulco, Cancun, <laughs> and they realized that it's a whole culture behind it—the food culture, the drinks, the clothing, the artesanías. It was is really it's true. Yeah. That really was, and I hope I don't know when it will happen again because it's it was, gonna they're, they're scheduled for September. Uh, and yeah. just so everybody knows, La Calle Americana is uh, there's a street called America Street, Americka, and it used to be part. Part of this experience the city differently, Zajit Miesto Yinak Festival, but it became the most popular part. So last year they actually separated from it and did it a week earlier so they didn't draw yes. people from the smaller street parties. And it's, it, what is it? Is it? It must be eight blocks long, ten blocks long. Max. Yeah. And it's a giant street party for the neighborhood for half of it, and then the other half is all Latin American fun. Food, drinks, music, everything. Everybody has just a great time. And I also appreciate how the locals, in this case Czech locals, mm. are interested. And they think they, they really let go sometimes. They get loose and they dance. Oh, okay, this is really nice. I think we're getting somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, one thing is for sure is Czech sure like a good time. Well, interesting stuff. Thank you for talking to me today, Karina. Thank you for inviting me. It's, uh, it's really fun to talk about our city. And make sure to check the description of this podcast 
for links to venue and other locations that were mentioned in this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prague Times. If you liked this episode, be sure to like it or share it and tell your friends. Check us out on all of our social media platforms for extra goodies as well. Until next time, this has been Prague Times.